Symposium with Ash Orlack. Welcome back to the Symposium uh, film series. I'm delighted again to be joined by Jay and James. Today we're doing something a bit different. We're going to be talking about the IMDb Top 250 list, specifically focusing on the top 50 films in the list. Um, we'll analyse some of the films. We'll um, probably contest the position of some of the films. And overall, yeah, we'll just go through the list, um, thinking about the kind of films that are listed and, and our opinions on how high and low they are. Uh, but yeah, James, how are you? What have you been watching in the past week? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, miraculously, I uh, went to a um, a cinema today. Wow, what what's that? I don't know. I never heard. <laughs> it's this new thing where you sit in the dark and images are relayed to you via a sort of um, a sort of a picture mm, in the okay. in the middle of the screen, and it's dark, and you're about um, two meters away from anyone else um which was yeah it was good it's my first first time i've been to the cinema in about four months since i had to leave a cinema because somebody was having a hand job in front of me and it was distracting right um I'm surprised that, you was four that. Ago. that wasn't today well i actually did stay for <laughs> it but then um the woman in the equation started eating uh, a large bag of doritos without washing her hands and she ate them very largely that's actually why i left but the hand right. job's more uh, funny so i say right. the hand job but it's really because of the doritos anyway i digress um, I saw, yeah, I saw this film called Unhinged, which is coming out tomorrow, although by the time the podcast comes out, it'll come out the week before. It was pretty good. Russell Crowe stabs a butter knife into the back of the head of that guy from Westworld who looks a bit like Christian Slater. Yes. Um, and it's in surround sound because it's in the cinema. And you haven't been to the cinema in four months, so it's really impactful when that happens. You're like, man, fuck, it's so violent. But if you saw it four months ago, you'd probably be like, yeah, whatever. Um, yes, yeah, so that was pretty fun seeing enter the dragon in the cinema on saturday cinemas are reopening crazy nice do you think that in general you'll have a different reaction to films after lockdown than you would have had if you were still in the groove of going to the cinema regularly as you were before lockdown yeah i think so because i think the movie i saw today was probably shit but i really liked it <laughs> <laughs> it's probably just because i haven't been to the cinema before and i was like whoa a car crash it's so loud okay um, yeah, yeah fair enough jay how are you yeah, I'm okay, thank you. I'm literally, I'm looking at my letterbox and I've watched like absolutely nothing this week. I've literally watched three films. That's that's um, more than most people, but I guess it's not much. For me, that's time. nothing. Yeah, I've watched nothing this week. Um, I watched In Bruges. Uh, I finally got around to that the other day. That was I, I thought it was good fucking film. killer. I thought it was such a good film. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very. I mean, James kind of sold it to me as the funniest film of all time, and honestly, I think that was almost an understatement because it was just it was just a fantastic film. Um, I think I Irish it, Irish people are just can be very funny if they want yeah, to. Yeah, the way I sold it to my dad. <laughs> if they want to be. <laughs> so after my dad, um, after I watched it, I told my dad to watch it. I sold it to him as it's like Snatch, except it's not shit. Yes. Um, that's how I saw <laughs> that it. Like it's that a good works. film. Yeah. yeah. No, I enjoyed it. I mean, I watched it upon your recommendation. Um, I think I gave it four, four point five stars, something like that. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. It, it had really cohesive, felt tightly written. Um, the plot seemed to work well, flow nicely. Um, the motifs and themes were consistent and applied nicely. The ending was slightly subversive, but um, not overly so. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it as well. I, I thought, um, um, I know, I thought Ray Fiennes, Ray Fiennes is interesting because I'm not sure if I've seen him do many kind of East Endish. Yeah. East End I did not realise that was Ray Fiennes until the credits started rolling. Really? Yeah, I didn't realise. Until... I was seeing him, I was like, iconic, I was like, I yeah. didn't realize him. I didn't realize it was him until afterwards. Normally, until Grand Budapest, that was his yeah. only comedic role. Yeah. 
because normally he does, you know, quite well-spoken, slightly yeah. poncy, slightly camp, even, you know, um, upper-class English roles. But he was doing some kind of East End gangster. And I think he did pull it off. Yeah, I didn't realise it was him, but he was good. Mm. No, yeah, it's good. Good stuff. No, I, I enjoyed it as well. And thank you for that recommendation, Jay. And um, I'll be look, looking forward to watching more films upon your recommendation. Um, <laughs> let's let's uh, move on then. So let's just start with the list, I think. Um, yeah. So film number one. Yeah. The Shawshank Redemption, 1994. Uh, yeah, the par- the paragon of mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, I'm with James on this. Right, okay, talk, talk to you about this film, Jay. Okay, so for me, the issue of this film is, it's that film that, for me, is almost synonymous with the term the best film of all time. Um, once I did that game, that heads-up game, and Shawshank Redemption came up as a clue, and someone, as the thing, and someone literally said as a clue, the best film ever made. Um... You know, it's that kind of film. It's just a shitty fucking crap one-dimensional character drama where there's no character development throughout the entire film, where everyone's either good or evil. There's no nuance. It's made like... I know we said now that TV movies aren't necessarily a bad thing, but it's made like a fucking TV movie. There's nothing special about it. It's just bland, uninteresting. I mean, nobody saw that movie and thought, this is the best movie of all time. I mean, not a single person did that. Maybe post IMDb Top 250, like some kids, like some like 12-year-olds, they say it's their favourite film of all time, just because it's number one on the list. But nobody just organically watched that film and thought, my God, I've never seen a better film than Shawshank Redemption. I mean, I was going to say, though, did it just... Just the way IMDb is, I guess, with with um, the percentage of people who give it, essentially the percentage of people who give it t- ten out of ten will then yeah, write, ten write, so increase, I'm... increase the list. No, but I think what I'm saying is, I think therefore films that are naturally vanilla rather than polarizing should should rise up the list. I think that might be a factor as well. It's I mean, not usually. I would say not usually. It's usually Reddit yeah. Yeah, films that rise up. Oh right, okay. I, I kind of feel like to an extent maybe that's true with The Godfather because it's that kind of film where just no one's going to dislike it because it is just a very good film. But Shawshank, I don't get why people are giving it kind of... I get why you wouldn't give it like a one-star because it's just it's obviously not a one-star film. But you're not going to... I don't get why you'd watch it and think, oh my God, that's the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm gonna I mean, it's not bad. It's not a bad yeah, film. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, that's I mean, I, I don't it's actually fine. know. How does the actual algorithm or whatever work on this list? Because... Do films rise up if, if 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 it's consensus like three or four stars, three or so like a, um seven or eight out of ten, um as opposed to perhaps some people giving it a ten and some people giving it like a two, as in would those films? It's just an average. It's, it's like, an average times by like the number of uh, the number of reasons. Right. Yeah. right okay. Oh, yeah. right, no, I know. I understand that. Right. Okay. So it's, it's actually it doesn't really counter for nuances then. No. Um, no. Right, okay. Well, that, that explains a lot then. But yeah, I mean, um, fair enough. I think I agree with most of what you said about Shawshank. I, I didn't watch it and consider it to be above most of the films on this list. So, mm. so yeah, we'll move on. Um, number two and three are The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two in that order. I mean, there's not much we can say, so should we just move on? I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, did... I love The Godfather. Yeah, which one's better? Let's just say which one's better. Part two's better. <laughs> I think part one's better, sorry. I change my mind every day. Okay. <laughs> so I'm probably, <laughs> Sorry, I'm probably not much of a tiebreaker. Yeah, oh, I mean, this is, okay, yeah. But as we say, with like when we were reviewing the music board, we reviewed um, "Are You Experienced" by Jimi Hendrix, and it's kind of just like that. Yeah. I mean, what can what can you say that's not been said? What can so, you say yeah. exactly? Yeah. So let's just uh, move on. So number four, far more polarizing, "The Dark Knight" two thousand and eight, Christopher Nolan. Is it even polarizing? I just feel like you've got a bunch yeah. of idiots who think it's the best thing ever, and then when I was ten, seen when I was ten, <laughs> I thought it was the best thing ever. When I was ten, I was like, man, this is the shit. But obviously, last week we talked about heat. This is literally heat for imbeciles. Yeah, I think heat's a lot better than this. Yeah, yeah. But this is explicitly modelled off heat. Yeah, 
No, like everything about the film is so just the yeah. opening scene is the bank heist from me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, um, I when I was like younger, I, mean, I I really really loved this film. I mean, as most people do, I guess, just because I, I really admired Heath Ledger's performance. Um, I really liked the music from Hans Zimmer, and just you know, for me, because I was going in expecting, I guess, to see your average superhero film, it far exceeded that. But then, like you know, but then if you actually watch, you know, other films like Heat, which I guess is where this film derived a lot of its stuff from, then then it doesn't really stand up. I mean, it's good. It's fine. It's just not a you know, it's not a masterpiece. It's, it's not, not going to say it's a bad a film. Cringe. The dialogue yeah. cringe. But it's only cringe because it's become cringe, though. You know what I mean? If you without the discourse, wouldn't have been cringe. I don't think of it. Maybe, least. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess because like people act like it's some like philosophical fucking masterpiece. Yeah. So I obviously watch uh, it. I think, that, I think it's actually a set oh piece. God, I think it's one set piece too far, personally, in the plot anyway. But but let's not yeah, even get into a detailed. Uh, yeah. yeah, but let's not even get to a detailed um analysis. I don't think there's much yeah. point, but we can all agree it's probably too high. It shouldn't um, be, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it shouldn't okay, be in the top so, 250 at all. No, I mean, no. It's, but it, it said it's fourth, right? It's got nine yeah. out of ten, right? Okay, let's move on. It's second on mine. Okay, wow, it's fourth on mine. Okay, so then fifth is 12 Angry Men, uh, 1957, 8.9 out of 10. Um, I really enjoy this film. I've, I've watched it a couple of times. Um, I, I think like it's, it's actually just a really good drama that, that relies heavily on dialogue but does it, but does it really well. Um, I don't really have anything bad to say about this film, and I, I actually I think it's... it's it's might maybe it's slightly um too high based on your taste, but I, I think I don't know anyone who thinks it's not an excellent film. Yeah, it's that kind of film that I think on the metric of IMDb, it's just going to do very well because it's just one of those films. It is just good. You're not going to finish that film thinking, "Oh, that was complete dog shit." It's it's a very well written, very well made, very enjoyable watch. Yeah, it's a good film. Okay, I mean, it's been, it's been so long it's been so long since i saw it but like when i saw it i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed the dialogue i think there's a lot of powerful speeches in there yeah. um i mean i have nothing negative to say about it it's yeah. literally it's a well-scripted film whereby people just talk in a room so again yeah. i guess i guess the way that this list is composed and the fact it doesn't really allow a lot of nuance just means that films that are generally quite popular but maybe not outstandingly so but quite popular will, will raise higher than polarizing films which um, yeah. Some people think are outstanding, and others would would hate. Um, I'm not sure, but but I mean, I, I personally, although I really like this film, I do think it's slightly. Uh, also, I, I think it's too high. I wouldn't um, put it in the top fifty. No. Yeah. No. no I, I it's a good film. I wouldn't put it in the top. I look. I wouldn't put it in the top two fifty. I'm being honest. I mean, I put it in the top two fifty certainly, but I wouldn't put it in the top top fifty. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's fifth. So I think again, we can agree that's too high. Number six, Jay, I'll let you have this one because of your opinion. <laughs> Schindler's List, I knew You know, I was thinking about this today. I think the only reason people like this film Steven is because Spielberg. Oprah, no, is because Oprah and Steven Spielberg told everyone that it's a masterpiece. Because honestly, it's just not very good. Did Oprah say it was a masterpiece? Yeah, Oprah was like, you need to watch this film back in the 1990s oh. and everyone watched it because everyone fucking loves Oprah. Yeah. Frankly, we're going to come up to it later. Totally so. We all hate we're Oprah. Come up we're going to come up to the pianist later on in this list. That's the better Holocaust film. Much Son better. of Store is an infinitely better Holocaust. It's all on Netflix recently. It's good. Yeah, film. they're both much better. Schindler's List is really too long. It's overblown. It's Jay. What's this me, other film you thought that was really good? Is it a Hungarian? Son of Saw. Son, Son of, of Saw. Yeah, it's that's incredible. much better. Yeah, I've not seen that. So for the listeners who haven't seen it, just as I haven't, could you explain the premise and and why it's better? The, okay, so Son of Saw is so Schindler's List is a black and white three and a half hour long film. Not not all but, necessarily black and white. Yeah, <laughs> fine. There's a girl in yeah, m- mostly in English that doesn't. You know, you're kind of just feeling like you're watching Americans tell you about the Holocaust. Son of Saul opens up pretty much in first person. The camera's like behind the guy's head. 
for the entire film in Auschwitz, and it's just basically running around Auschwitz, things going absolutely mad. It's like you're being thrown into the middle of Auschwitz mm. with no explanation or anything. It's really fucking good. It I really want to. Yeah, I mean, I really want to watch it because I've read Primo Levi's. It's really uh, good. I read Primo Levi's book, If This Is a Man, which is about his stay in Auschwitz. He's an yeah. Italian Jew who's in Auschwitz. And um, that was really powerful. Like, it's honestly, it was a book that made me cry. And I don't really cry from books. And Son of Saul made me Son sweat. Of Saul, like, yeah, so Son of Saul kind of sounds like that because it's um, Primo yeah. Levi's book is very much about that. Or, or Elie Wiesel, like any of his kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, thank you for that. Um, I mean, and, and you lost kind of, you you know that you have like obviously personal connection to the Holocaust and you feel like Son of Saul does it better than Schindler's List. Yeah, Schindler's List to me, it's just the kind of, it's the kind of film you, you know, you're, your high school class is going to put on and be like, hey, yeah. you know, this is what the Holocaust is. It's a very it's, school, it's, very school film. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit kind of, it's actually not really that traumatic. It kind of focuses- No, it's very melodramatic. Yeah, mm. it focuses more on the triumph of Schindler saving people. You know, there's that famous scene at the end where he gets down and cries going, I could have saved more. I'm like, in a Holocaust film, do you really need this melodrama? No. Like, no, let the Holocaust speak for itself, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think that's fair enough. And I, I know, yeah, I respect your opinion. Um, Number seven for me is Lord of the Rings: Return of the King, eight point nine, which I think is Peter Jackson, isn't it? Two thousand and three. I, yeah. I, I like. I mean, I like this film. It's a good film. Like it's it's better than most adapt adaptations of, of epic fantasy books that I've that I've that I've watched. But again, is it a top ten top ten film? Obviously not. Um, no, not top two fifty. Nor, nor do I think. Nor do I think it's it's uh, the best installment of the actual series. But I think it's but, the worst. Uh, of the but, I mean, yeah. Any thoughts on this, James? Uh, you know, so I only ever watched all these films once, and it was when I was I was into these books. Uh, I think I was eight or nine, so yeah. I don't remember anything about them. Other than I enjoyed them, I enjoyed the films, um, but they were just you know they're just epic fantasy films. Yeah, they just are they are what they are. The books are I mean, good. As, as I say, adaptations. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I think it's better than, for example, Harry Potter films or other attempts at, at, at adaptations of, of of you know literature. But again, is it's probably probably too high for obvious yeah. reasons. I think I mean, it's a bit too long as well. Good. I mean, yeah, then you have the director's cut on the film, <laughs> In before yeah. extended cut. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, though, um, Jade, give us your brief ranking of Lord of the Rings trilogy films before we I move think on. They, I think they actually declined it. So I think Fellowship, Two Towers, Return of the King. Right, fair enough. No, I, I think... Um, no, that's fair enough. I mean, I mean, again, I'd say these are, be- these are some of the better fantasy adaptations I've watched, but are they this high? Should they be this high? No. Right. Yeah. Let's move on. Pulp, Pulp Fiction, 1994, Quinta Tarantino, number eight. A ranking 8.8, it's lots of eights. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, what you've got I mean, to understand with this one, film. firstly, before we say anything, is that, like, obviously, there's a lot, it's a bit meme, and it's very Reddit here, but what you have to understand is the seismic impact that this film has had. Yeah. Partly the reason why it feels so tired is that every single motherfucker has decided to copy this film since 1994. Mm. Every single film made by, like, some 20-year-old it's who thinks he's a hot though, shot, it? it's a rip-off of Pulp Fiction. It's a compliment to Pulp Fiction. Yeah. But I think, yeah, but as in lots of people might say that the film shouldn't be, I mean, I don't think it should be in the top 10 films of all time, but a lot of people would say that, oh, you know, it's not even a particularly good film or whatever. The fact is that it's, you know, the reason why it seems quite tired now is because it created essentially a subgenre. Yeah, Yeah. fair enough. I mean, it's been very influential. We can't deny that. I mean, I personally love the film. Um, Is it a top 10 film for me? No, but um yeah i have a lot of admiration for the performance but to be fair the writing's brilliant you know uh, to be fair there are those films that you watch when you're like 13 or so and like you know some of the, a lot of them don't hold up as you get older but pulp fiction for me still does and i think it's got that in you know when i rate this film it's kind of got that sentimental um element to it where i'm like 
this film has kind of, you know, was a starting point for me. And I think that's probably for, true for a lot of other people. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm more likely like, to like it now, I think. When I first watched yeah. it, I watched it like straight after Kill Bill and I was like, this is just a much worse film. Whereas mm-hmm. now I'm not sure necessarily whether I think that. No, Have you only seen it once? Enough. Pardon? Have you only seen it once? No, I've seen it. I've, I've, no, I'm saying oh, right. I, I subsequently when I watched it, I've enjoyed oh, it more. Right, but, right. I mean, I've not yeah, seen yeah. it in like, you know, I've not seen it in like eight years or something. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. No, no, I mean, um, yeah, as I say, I really enjoy it. But it's a top 10 film for me. No. But yeah, I mean, it's a massive compliment that obviously it's, it's, people have derived a lot from it. Um, but yeah, number nine um, is Good and Bad the Ugly. Leone, 1966, 8.8 out of 10. Uh, I really like this film. I really like the score for Ennio Morricone, I think. Uh, it's good Western. Uh, Clint Eastwood. I mean, um, I, I I don't think it's a top 10 film again. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I really enjoy it. I like a lot of the set pieces, especially with the train. I thought that was a really good scene. Um, Jay, I know you like this film as well. Yeah, I'd probably agree. It's not like... It's, it's kind of... I've spoken to James about this film. It's kind of one of those films where it's so far from perfect if you want to nitpick at all these kind of technical elements and shit. But... The film for me is, it's just one of those like relentlessly entertaining films. It's three hours long. You wouldn't even notice it. The score from Ennio Morricone is just absolutely killer. It's one of those films you kind of, just, it just feels so iconic from the second you start it. Um, I'm, mm. Would I put it in my personal top 10? Probably not. Am I happy that, am I going to complain that it's in this one? No, I'm not. Fair enough, James? Yeah, I really love it. I think it's really, Sergio Leone would probably think it's really funny because he, you know, he was literally just making shitty movies for cash and just so happened <laughs> to garner a reputation as a great filmmaker, even though he's a massive hack. We just copied everyone else. Um, but I do love The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. I think it's a great film. I think the tone is, I think what has made it such a long-standing film is probably that the tone is quite miserable. Like, mm. it's like a proto-drive in some ways. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, I've only seen it once. I, I it wasn't that long ago, maybe a couple of years ago. And I think I probably, I think I gave it five stars. So yeah, yeah. I must have enjoyed it. I wouldn't yeah, give it that otherwise. I feel like it's one of those films that like the second it starts, you're just like, oh, I like this. Like the yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, The music and you know, yeah, no, it's ec- ec- yeah. Ec- ec- the ecstasy of gold is obviously an iconic yeah. scene. Um, number 10, we've got more Tolkien. We've got Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, uh, 8.8. Number 10 on nothing the list. More really. to say. Yeah, nothing, nothing more to say, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's we've, as you say, a good fantasy film, but probably too high. Number 11, here we go. Fincher, Fight Club, 1999, 8.8. I think it's a good film, but it's it's the reason why it's there is it's Reddit. Yeah, I think it's probably one of Fincher's weaker films. Okay, what, what would you put ahead of it? Uh, Zodiac is Zodiac. Best. Yeah, Zodiac yeah. is best. All right. Um, Fight Club, for me, it's a bit kind of, when I watched it when I was like 10, I was like, oh my God, this, oh, however old I was. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool, I love it. And now I'm like, it's a little bit cringe, it's a little bit over the top. But it's fine, it's entertaining enough, I guess. But it is definitely for those films like you're like 13 and they're like, oh my god, this film speaks to me so much. I mean, I honestly haven't watched it, it's got to be, like I haven't watched it in like, at least three or four years, maybe more. Mm. Like I might watch it again soon just because I haven't seen it in so long. But when I, I saw it in the past and I realised I think I enjoyed it quite a lot. It didn't, it didn't like wow me or anything or make me even, you know, remark on it beyond just the, the half an hour afterwards. But I mean, it was entertaining, I guess, but it didn't it didn't strike me as one of the top top eleven films of all time. I'd say that. Yeah, no, it's uh, definitely not. It's very right, good, though. No. I would say. I'm going to give Jay the floor now. Number twelve, Forrest Gump, 1994, April. Uh, yeah, yeah go get him. I agree with Jay in advance. Yeah, right. I okay. Come on, Jay. Hate this film. It's it is just so mind-numbingly fucking stupid. It's <laughs> corny. It's cheesy. It's borderline like insulting. The whole film's from... Elaborate, like, no, elaborate, though. But elaborate as to why it's insulting. 
God, I'm trying to say it in a way that's like not gonna that you won't have to cut it out. <laughs> um, you know, it's some guy who's what just edited into like all these random historical events. It tries to like dumb down American history, which is like you know a complex, interesting era into like oh yeah, there's this nice conformist guy who's gonna go and fight in the army, and everyone who's like a counterculture is just these like rapists. It's like some like right wing retards fantasy. <laughs> so bad, honestly. It's and so it's bad. like I'm not normally the person who takes an issue with this. I don't mind if I you know agree or disagree with a film's message, but when you do it in such a heavy handed, lazy, sloppy one-dimensional way it just annoys me and people treat it as like this like wonderful life lesson that they should be more like Forrest I'm like you're fucking stupid if you think you need to be more like Forrest it's just such a crap film and like even like some of the stupid lines like what the whole like mama said life's like a box of chocolates you never, like, what's it? You never know what you're gonna get like mate I literally open a box of chocolates I choose what I want to fucking get it makes no fucking sense yeah. it's something that like 12 year old go oh my god that's so relatable it's a boomer yeah, propaganda stupid. yeah it's boomer no, propaganda I mean, I mean um I don't hate it as much as you do, but nor do I think it's. Nor do I think it deserves to be twelfth on this list. I mean, I think it's it's fine. Like I don't. It doesn't elicit any kind of strong feelings in me, which I guess is quite insulting in itself. Um, I just watched it and I was like, yeah, that was that was like okay. I mean, I thought Tom Hanks was was fine, but did I did I hate it? No. Did I love it? Either no, which I guess, as you said before, Jay, is probably worse. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, no. As, as James said, he agrees with Jay. So yeah. I mean, I think I think we know what Jay thinks about that film. Moving on. <laughs> Christopher Nolan, Inception, 2010, 8.7 so out of... What is this doing on the list? Yeah. Are you not clever enough to understand this? So like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just really like, too experimental for me. Um, I just don't understand it. I prefer safe films, like um, films <laughs> like Miami Vice and things, uh, which have Jamie Foxx in them. But... The, honestly, what's it doing so high? Literally, can you explain it to me? The movie's James, fine. It's, it's, Why is it so like, high? James, it's an intelligent and complicated plot. Like, have you, like, come on, it's everything you'd want from a film. Yeah, I remember I, in, <laughs> yeah, in school, I, I said like... to someone that, like, Inception is a good heist film, and they were like, what the fuck are you on about? It's, like, a genius <laughs> sci-fi. <laughs> like, it's, not, it's actually really simple. No, but when but... I watched it, like, I thought I was stupid because I understood what was going on, which meant mean, mean that I thought... I was missing something. Right? Like, literally, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. No, but I yeah. looked it up, and then I was like, I got everything I was supposed to get the first time. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is literally there to explain everything to you. That is the yeah. whole point of his character. Yeah. I didn't know people thought it was. I didn't know people thought it was not understandable. That is that a thing? Yeah. Nobody thinks yeah. that. They yeah, think like, it's smart, Reddit, but that doesn't mean Reddit they think that, that they don't understand. Reddit no, Reddit that. does not think that. Reddit is a uh, Inception is not a Reddit movie. Yeah, I've heard loads of people say it. it's so complex. They use no. like. Yeah. What? No. When, when something's confusing, they'll chuck Seption at the end to be like... To no, but that's a meme, like, though. That's a meme. No, but people oh, do it I do that. as well. People I do, do that, and I don't. I don't like people do it Yeah, but, but James, you do it ironically. I don't think most people do. Um, okay, um, fair enough. We can all agree that this is, this is like... For me, it was quite like it was good. Like I didn't, I didn't say it was a bad film or anything. But again, it's not a bad film. Why is it's it fine, yeah, yeah. like why is it thirteenth on this list? Like, can some, yeah. like okay, this um, is the like, most confusing one. So I mean, aside from Shawshank being a number one, this is the most confusing one. Like I don't understand how it got here. The other ones I can explain. Yeah, how it I got guess here. I guess it's just because if you haven't like watched, um, if you haven't, like, where's the where's the fan base? Yeah, no, I guess the it's Nolan the, Nolan, fan base. the Nolan fan boys, isn't it? The <laughs> Nolan fan boys. Like, if you see that, it's like, that everyone's like, everyone has a narrative. Oh, yeah, Nolan made so much money with The Dark Knight that Warner Bros. gave him a hundred million to do whatever he wanted. And he produced it. experimental. Yeah. 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 So that's the narrative. So, like, if, if that's your, like, if that's your, 
your kind of view and, and you haven't watched Although, you know, any other films and I guess we're being a bit negative though I would just want to say one thing Mario Cotillard no one ever talks about this but she's actually really fucking good in this film she completely she's spoils it for me really good yeah, she's really good the film is good. Yeah, it's good. Why is it 11? Why is it 13? When I first watched this film, literally the first thing I said was, oh, that his wife is such a good actress. She was like, stole the film for me. Yeah, I mean, she's good. Like, she was really good in her biography of Edith Piaf as well. Yeah, she's a really good actress. Okay, so let's move on. 14. Jay, I'll let you have this one as well. Star Wars Episode 5, Empire Strikes Back, 8.7. Yeah, I really don't like this film. I think it's one of... I disagree with you on this, but yeah. I think, first of all, I think the first Star Wars is fine. You know, it's a good kids film that's kind of fun. But, like, the acting is shit and the writing is shit. And here they try and make it all dark and serious. And the funny thing is, like, because of all that, it just, all the shitty acting and the shitty writing comes to the forefront and it flops and it's really cringy and it's just... I mean, how do you... I don't even think think it it is dark and serious. I think it's literally just the acting... The ending I is like that pessimistic. When I watched I like this film, film and I was looking at what makes it good, everyone's like, oh my god, Star Wars turns so dark. And it, this is on Reddit, by the way. Everyone's like, oh my god, Star Wars turns so dark. It takes such a serious turn. Yeah. It goes from this like lighthearted film in the first one into like, you know, a serious drama. Like, fuck off. I know it doesn't. It's just I know they think that. I, I, I like, know they think I, people I, do. I disagree. I know they think that, but I disagree. Jay. For me, though, it's just. No, Jay, this Jay, is where, Jay. Yeah. I mean, Jay, 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 So, a lot of people, kind of consensus is generally that this is the best Star Wars film. People, yeah. I've seen it on lists that say, oh yeah, only five sequels are better than the original, including Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. And there are loads of those lists, right? I honestly quite like this film. I actually do think it's the best of the original trilogy. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's, it's quite, you know, an enjoyable film by Star Wars standards. I'm not, I'm not like the biggest Star Wars fan, but I, I think it's like fine. It's a good film. It's not 14th on this. It doesn't deserve to be 14th on this list, but nor do I understand. Like, I, I agree with you. It's not supposed to be 14th, but I also don't agree with you on the hate that you're giving it. I mean, yeah, I, I agree just... with Aswin, but I would also say I'd give it three out of five. Yeah, but I mean, like, Jay, you're hating this film. Yeah. I do it like a two out of five at most. I just Jay, don't like it. Just Jay has this like kind it. of irrational hatred of this film for no reason. Yeah, yeah I, really I don't know why. Okay, so fine. We've agreed that Jay doesn't like this film for irrational reasons. Let's just move on. But we, we again... Jay's irrational. Next film. Again, literally, so far, the only films we've said should be roughly is The Godfathers. And that's literally it. So that's far. It. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay, so let's now... 15th, we've got More of the Rings at Skip. 16th, you've got The Matrix 1999, 8.6. Silly movie, Reddit movie, aged bad movie. Nah. Why is, it aged, really why is it aged badly? Why is it aged badly? Because it looks like shit and it's cringe. Yeah. That's literally the definition of being too badly. It's like such a 90s film and you're like, oh my God, I wish I didn't have to subject my eyes to the this thing is, The thing is, I get why people would have loved it when it came out as well. Yeah, same. So it's like, I've got that duality because I obviously I wasn't here for when it came out, but when it did come out, I guess why, I can get why people really like it. But then as, as you say, like you can't help it. It has aged quite poorly. I mean, I can't yeah, deny that. It looks so bad. I mean, we can all agree it shouldn't be 16th on the list. So yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, as again, I mean, it's received a lot of hype. It, it, it is quite influential, to be fair to it, in terms of special effects and um, yeah, derivative yeah. films. So maybe that's a plus in its favour. But but yeah, I mean, it hasn't aged well. But I mean, can we really judge films for not aging well? I mean, I'm not sure because who could predict the future? But well, well, it doesn't. I mean, if a film looks like like if you show me some science fiction movie from like you know the 70s that's aged like trash, then you know. I don't yeah. care if it looked good in the 70s. The fact yeah. is that it has no... Mm. If it looks like trash now, it's like, who cares? 
James, how do, you, how do you feel about the fact that The Matrix is substantially higher than 2001 A Space Odyssey? I mean, I don't care because it's the IMDb top. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, next, 17. A uh, very good film I, I like a lot about someone we've spoken a lot about on this pod. Goodfellas by Martin Scorsese, 1990, yeah. 8.6. I, I yeah, really like this film. Martin Scorsese himself likes it to the fact that he's repeated it about seven times in his other songs. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I really like this film. I haven't got really anything bad to say about it. It's nicely edited. I don't think it's too long. The acting's good. Joe Pesci playing himself as usual to a high standard. Um, yeah, and yeah, I mean, I, I like. It. I, I don't think this is actually that. I don't think this is that out of place, Jay. I wouldn't put it here, but it's. I wouldn't. It can be in the top two fifty for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't mind this being here. You know, there's, there's no one dislikes Goodfellas. No oh no, one sorry. Sorry, this no, no. Um, not only is the God, not only did we say the Godfathers were roughly okay, but we said we said Good, the Bad, the Ugly was was roughly okay as well. Oh yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. So, with me. So, so far, yeah. we've got The Godfather, Good, Mad, The Ugly, and Goodfellas. Right, number 18 is One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, 1975, at 8.6. I've not seen it since I was in school, but I remember it was incredibly melodramatic. And I suspect that if I saw it now, although I'm not, you know, I can't be 100% certain, I would think that uh, Jack Nicholson's performance was incredibly overblown, maybe even borderline offensive. But, uh, <laughs> it, I, you know, that's a guess because it's been such a long time since I saw it. It was All in right. my school library, so I watched it when I was, like, 10. I don't know, fair yeah. Jay, have you seen this? You know what, I've seen it. It's one of those songs that just... But I think the second I finished it, I kind of forgot what it was about. Um, it's fine. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not particularly interesting. Fair enough. I've not seen it personally, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'll take your word for it. Um, again, you're saying it's too high, I assume, so... Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, definitely. All right, number 19. Jay, let you have this one. Seven Samurai. 1954, you know what like it's a good film um it's it's interesting seeing it this high um it's not I this high on my list it's like number 50 on my list james james at least no at least um it's 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 better than as in it's, it's higher on your list than a lot of these films are yeah for uh, sure no i mean uh, it's number 50 on my list on my IMDb yeah, james list. your imdb list is wrong because mine is 19 as well Oh yeah, Harakiri's number nineteen on mine. No, that's right. later on. We'll that's later on. Later. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Save so that yeah. Later. So yeah, Seven Jay. Samurai, I watched it again with my dad. Um. Oh, not that long ago. What, what did he think of it? We both liked it. But we both said it probably could have done with like an hour being cut. It's a bit overlong. It's so long. It does. It just gets a little bit boring. It's good. It's a well-made film. It's got an interesting idea. I just don't think it benefits from being as long as it is. Um, are, there know, other, are there other Japanese films that you would recommend as opposed to this one that you think um, do? Okay, let's put so high and low is in like 60th position. That's also by Akira Kurosawa. Honestly, if that was like in the top five, I wouldn't complain. Okay. Um, it's like ridiculously fucking good. We're going to come up to Harakiri later, which is it's an outstanding film. Okay. Um, Seven Samurai. Like, it's fine. It's good. It's not as good as the other, as other films from its kind of era and from Japan. Okay, no, fair enough. Um, so yeah, I mean, thank you for the context because I'm, I'm, I assume a lot of people haven't haven't watched it or aren't familiar with Kurosawa's work. So no, so thank you for that. Um, moving on, we, number twenty is, is seven, nineteen ninety five, eight point six. James, I mean, seven's fine. Again, another another example of a film which is just super overrated. I'm not, you know, as well. Seven has a really like melodramatic, ultra nineties thing about it. Like Brad Pitt literally standing in a field, there's like musical around him. He's like, "What's in the box?" Like it's just <laughs> yeah. so, it's just so nineties. Like, it's I just, also I'm got, 
Has it aged poorly for you though, then, James? Yes, it has because of the plot twist. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Twist Wait, are we are we allowed to are we allowed to spoil this? I mean, it's been out for ages, so yeah, we can spoil it. Okay, go on, yeah, then, go When on, Kevin then. Spacey rocks up, and you're just like, at the time, you're when you're younger, you're like, oh my god, it's Kevin Spacey, he's so cool, and now you're just like, oh no, <laughs> that's not going very well. <laughs> the plot twist is Kevin Spacey is a sex predator. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, let's move on again. We can say that that's probably too high. Um, Number 21, Life is Beautiful, 1997, 8.6. This is an insulting film. Okay, I've not seen it either. No, this is that shitty Roberto Benigni film about. Have you seen this? I've not seen it, but fuck me. He's like a Charlie Captain. It's the Holocaust film, right? In the Holocaust. Yeah. But it's not like a dark comedy. It has nothing to say about the Holocaust. It's just him acting like a clown in fucking Auschwitz or whatever. Why is it? Wait, hang on. So this is another Holocaust film. Yeah, it's just okay. not good. It's not good Crit- at all. Honestly, critically, um, again, I you know I've not seen this film. As I understand it, critically, this film is not liked at all. No, no one. For likes some it. reason, audiences love it. Okay, but James, love okay, it. can I can I ask you briefly? Not to, not obviously because we've got to keep moving, but more briefly, can you explain sometimes the the reason why this dissonance may exist between critics and audiences, and and perhaps some of the causes of it. Well, the dissonance exists because critics have to watch loads of films and you watch loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of films. So you start realizing what makes a good film and what makes a bad film. It's like if you start drinking whiskey, you have no idea what's a good whiskey. You need to drink whiskey for like 10 years, then you realize. So it's partially because of that and partially because a lot of people are stupid. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you for um, telling us. I mean, um, I wish you really did tell us what you really thought, because I think that would be good for the podcast. But um, yeah. OK. Um, number two. That is what got... I really think. What yeah, I know. Thinking? I'm just being sarcastic. Um, right. OK, let's um, let's move on. I think number two, 22 is a film I really, really like. It's actually Which James is going to get all edgy about. I, mean, I don't know what it film. is because I have a different it's, list. OK, let me tell you, it's a film that I really, really like. And honestly, I'm not, I've got I've got no problems at all that it's here. Triumph of the even... Will? No, it's it's <laughs> it's um, City of God, two thousand and two, eight point six. Fuck this movie, so cringe. No. I like this film. I like this film Great a lot. I really is this film called La Haine? No. Have you seen La Haine? La Haine yeah. is good film. Yeah, see, this is it. This is for the cringe kids. No, 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 no. I I don't like La Haine, but I really like City of God. City of God's a brilliant uh, film. They have the same energy, the same cringe energy. And no, City of God is like that. Uh, you ever watch like World Star Hip Hop? City of God's like a world star hip hop video, but it's a movie. I, I love City, City of God. God. I think, I think it's got, I think it's got so much energy to it. I think it's it's more, you know, it's not really got a story to it. It's just kind of life in these, you know, in um, the City of God, um, Pavela in, in Brazil. It's a huge film. It kind of jumps around. It's, it's I think it's very good. It's very entertaining. It's the pacing, the pacing's fun. Like it goes, it goes yeah, really it's a quickly. Fun film. I, I really Everybody told me it was a masterpiece, and then I watched it really quite recently, maybe just a year ago, and I could not believe how like bad it was. I was like, "This is like made by some." I don't even know how to describe how bad it was. Jay, like, it was I just mean, really James, bad. this ta- this is you're actually the first person I've ever encountered who who doesn't think City of God. It was just so cringe. Like, yeah, hardcore Reddit like here. Like yeah. it was hardcore Reddit, and I was like, "This is like cringe." James, what do you like? Is, if you don't like Reddit, do you like 4chan films or what? Like, what? there's no such thing as 4chan films. <laughs> right? Well, there probably are, but you know, they're distasteful. Reddit okay. is just a descriptor used to describe people who think that they're smart, but are not. That's <laughs> and they have a film board, and it basically mirrors that IMDb board. Is is what is what it is. Right. Okay. Number twenty three. Silence of the Lambs, nineteen ninety one, eight point six. Anthony Hopkins, isn't it? So I mean, yeah, I think it's so good. Good, good, very good film. I mean, I I enjoy it. Yeah. 
It's yeah. so good. I couldn't believe how good it is. It's one of those films, like The Godfather, that I end up watching actually relatively quite late on. And then being like, holy shit, this is actually like super good. Like this you know what's funny? I, I, I don't think this is out of place for 23 first. Yeah, no, I shit. watched this yeah. when I was like 12 for the first time. And I just remember that final like half hour or so, I was absolutely shitting myself. Of course so you were. You were 12. Like, why are you watching this in the 12? I was so scared. It was like yeah. freaking me the shit out. I was not yeah. expecting it to be a horror. Because it says here, crime is, drama thriller. Yeah. And it's not. It's a horror. I film. watched it again not that long ago. And it's still scary. It's a scary it's terrifying. Film. What the hell? Yeah. It's scary. It's really also, everyone goes on about like, you know, uh, this new wave of woke horror films and being like Jordan Peele created the first like woke horror film. This yeah. film is definitely yeah. a woke horror film. Yeah, yeah but it, it does it well, it does it well Yeah, it's really good. I mean, for example, I mean, Get Out is, I mean, I don't know if it's on this list, but, uh, but Jay hates it. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, that's later on the list, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, right, so Tarzan Salam's um, that's one of the only films so far that, that we think deserves to be in its spot, so congratulations well done, to Jonathan. it. Well um, <laughs> 24, the classic archetypal American Christmas film that everyone seems to like. Uh, it's a wonderful Jay. life. 1946, 8.6. I mean, I think it's fine. I get why people I've, watch it at Christmas, but... I've it watched just, it so many times, it's so... Kitsch, it's, it's just kitschy. I watch it at Christmas. Yeah, I watch it at Christmas, and it's a Christmas film. I have nothing to say. I mean, yeah, it's quite kitsch for me. I, I don't I mean... I don't know if that's an insult. It's not meant to be, but yeah. Whatever. Oh no, for me it's just a bit dull. It's just it's just not yeah. very interesting. It's not I mean, I'd be fair. I'd I never, watch, yeah, I never. I'd rather watch like, the Muppets. I'd rather watch great. Die Hard. I'd rather watch Die yeah. Hard than the Muppets. Oh, yeah, literally, any day. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Um. So number twenty-five, a film we spoke about very recently, which is very high on this list. Hamilton, twenty twenty. Yeah, that, just forget about it. It's it's not going to be on this list next week. It, right. You know, it's yeah. just because it's recent. It'll, right. Yeah. Yeah. 26, Star Wars, let's skip it. 27, Saving Private Ryan, 1988, another Stephen. Overrated. Stephen's overrated. Fuck you, yeah. Stephen. It's, <laughs> it's like the first half hour of this film is really, really good. And then yeah. it just drops in quality massively. And it's just some guys walking in a field. For Literally like nobody hours. remembers anything other than the opening. No, it's the first scene's really good. The first and then scene's really just... good. Like I watched it. I, I like my history teacher actually showed it to us as like genuine kind of like, this is a really good scene by history, which is like rare. But, I mean, I wish the rest of the film were as good as the first scene, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as we can all agree, probably too high. I mean, any yeah. issues you have with it specifically, James, or just boring, whatever? It's just, it's just very generic. It's just, a, you know... Yeah, like, like, I don't, really like, I don't really like the Thin Red Line, but, honestly, it's the better war film from... Thin Red Line is much better. I mean, the, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, but I personally just prefer, like, Vietnam War films to um, World War II Thin films. Thin Red Line is World War II. Yeah, I prefer. But I mean, I'm saying I prefer Vietnam oh, yeah, War yeah, films. Yeah, they're more cool. interesting. There's more yeah. to say. There's more nuance. There's more complexity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. just because I guess the conflict itself. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I guess it just demonstrates kind of Spielberg's attraction in that he is just quite generic. So everyone kind of likes his stuff, but no one ever feel, no one ever hates his stuff. I guess is more of the point. Uh, but yeah, probably too high again. I'd say 28. Spirited Away, 2001, 8.5. Yeah, I, I really like Spirited Away. I mean, it's, yeah, it's I like Spirited Away. Great film. The story, the story is good. The animation is like incredible. The score the is great. Is this a Studio Ghibli film? Yeah, yeah it won. Uh, it won uh, best animated film. At the Oscars. Ja um, James, where do you come in on the Pixar Ghibli debate? There's a debate. I mean, Pixar. I'm not. I'm not. You know, lots of people are really heavy fans of Pixar. I'm not a heavy fan of Pixar. Okay. Uh, I but, think it's I mean, like it's because I'm not. I've not seen enough Ghibli to, to make a fully informed informed opinion. But, um, I don't really like anime, so <laughs> um, I, mean, yeah. but I, I quite like this. What do you think of this film then, Jay? Just is it, just briefly. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, uh, I well, have it's... nothing bad to say about it. 
Would both of you still say it's too high? Yeah, definitely. James? I mean, as far as, you know, this is the first animated film on the list. I'm fine with this being the first animated film on the list, not because it's the best animated film I've seen, but just because uh, it blends being a very good film and also being popular at the same time. Fair enough. Um, briefly, what's the best animated? What's the best animated film you've seen? Uh, well, my favorite animated film is Neon Genesis Evangelion: End of Evangelion. Fair enough. Um, never not seen it, but okay. Um, twenty nine Parasite, twenty nineteen. Jay, shall I give this to you? Eight point five. It won't yeah, be here in two weeks. No, but it's been I there mean, for ages now. That's been there quite. Yeah, a when I say two weeks, I mean give it a couple of years. You know. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna say I think Parasite's an excellent film. I've said this before, but I don't really think I need to. I've spoken about this in the past podcast. Like, Parasite's really fucking good. Um, it's one of those films I think, you know, fine. Maybe its message is like, you know, it's nothing new and nothing that anyone hasn't done before, but it's, you know, it's a complex, it's got kind of complex characterization. It's got, you know, interesting plot points, uh, really good use of themes and motifs. Um, you know, the second half of the film comes out of fucking nowhere. I think one of the things I always say about Parasite is it's one of those films where whatever you think is going to happen, you're probably wrong. And I think that probably contributes to this rating because someone will watch it and I'll be like, what the fuck? I did not see that coming. And you'll have that a few times throughout the film. Mm-hmm. But there's never any point where you're like, oh no, it's made a wrong turn or like, this doesn't make sense. And I mean, you James, finish it and you're like, oh, this James, is a really good song. James, I, I mean, mean I, James, I look, just want to... Sorry, James, gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I really like the film. It's just one of these films that, you know, and I know this is this is wrong and it's just like... I, I fucking hate the fan base. They've ruined the fucking yeah. film. Yeah, James, James, the film James, is what I was fine. Gonna say, James, what I was going to say is actually that. So you said in the first pod how you saw it in the cinema like it was fine. You saw it before anyone else had seen it. And it was fine. Like, it was good. But then the hype train got involved. Literally. I went back train. to my apartment after it. And I was like, holy shit, that film was so good. And since then, a bunch of fucking retards <laughs> have decided that this is like God's gift to the fucking world. And it's not. A bunch of no. people are like, man, it's so deep. You fucking idiots. The message is the same as Joker, which you said was the worst <laughs> film ever. It's literally just capitalism bad. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Anyway, so the movie's been ruined. Um, enough <laughs> of that. Right, but okay. The thing is, though, I think in terms of when we were saying about 12 Angry Men, that it's it's almost like one of those films that it just it kind of just takes its plot point and it just executes, its, executes it perfectly. Um, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah. I think it's one of those things that just does everything it wants to do very well, and I think that kind of is why it's here on the list. Yeah, I have no okay, something like if you look at something like, uh, for instance, Inception, right? It has the same kind of thing, whereby literally, like, we are forced to hate on it because people are just adamant that it's like God's gift to the world. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Inception, Inception isn't a bad film at all, but I just hate yes, it. I, never said Inception I, end up, I end up arguing. Yeah, neither do I. I mean, but I end up arguing against it because people argue it's so good that I have to argue like. It, it's not, it's good, but it's not like anything. Yeah, yeah I mean, put it this way. way. In the context of today's discussion, I would not put Parasite in the top 250 films of all time. It would not be there. Um, it would okay. be in the top 500. <laughs> okay. Um, that's that's for a quite an exaggeration, though. Come on, come on, James. It's going to be top 500. Right, okay. Um, no, it's just not. You know, no. top it's one of my top of the decade, so. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, top the. Okay, so you and James probably disagree on that then. Yeah, we do disagree on this one. Um, okay, number 30, The Green Mile, 1999, 8.5. Another film made by that fucking idiot, Rank Darabon. To me, this makes... Think about everything I said about Forrest Gump. This makes Forrest Gump look like the best film of all time. Right, okay, so we can probably move quickly, though. Really... Right, okay. Give
gets put gets onto an electric chair and gets executed because the the world is mean and he'll be sad if he has to keep living. And honestly, I was pissing myself with laughter when he was executed because it's just so over the top and so, so hilariously melodramatic that it's just hilariously funny. Fair enough. Um, no, yeah, I get shit. it. So when it gets it's melodrama, shit. it gets it just gets disappointing. Okay, yeah. 30, 31, Here we go. Nolan, Interstellar, twenty fourteen, eight point five. Such a trash film. Oh, oh, it's probably his worst so film. So bad. Yeah, I mean, I've got to say, no, I think Dark Knight Rises is worse. But Interstellar is worse because it tries. It okay. tries and fails. The Dark Knight Rises, at least, is just an okay follow-up. Interstellar yeah. is Christopher Nolan watched 2001 A Space Odyssey, legitimately thought, I can make something like that, and then <laughs> made Interstellar. But James, like, some people think it's the best, you know, sci-fi film ever. Because they haven't seen others. Maybe. Literally. Bro, bro, love transcends time and space. Yeah. I was hey, laughing my ass. Yeah, but but like, come on, when, when, when Matthew McConaughey goes into the black hole, that's better than Stargate. Come on. James. Yeah, bro. I would say that the, the ending, the actual ending scene of Interstellar is like masterful, but the rest of it's rubbish. I said, I mean the actual ending. I don't mean the fucking bootcase. I mean like the last two minutes. <laughs> Wait, I don't even remember what happened. What, what happens in the last two minutes? He meets his like. He basically meets his daughter as she oh, dies. Oh, right. Yeah. Like an okay. incredible moment, but the rest That's of the good. film is like stupid. Yeah, that was good. Okay, yeah, fine. I mean, I haven't got much to say about most Nolan films. As I say, I don't think it's actually that bad. Like, I think it's fine. But I like, think this is bad. Why is it so hard? I mean, you guys are going to go further than me. I mean, I, I, I don't think it's bad. I think it's just all right. I mean, why do you think it's, it's bad, James? It's so pseudo-intellectual nonsense. It's so pseudo-intellectual. That's the problem. It's so annoying. Bad is a very strong word, though. Come on. Yeah, because it's insufferable. You watch the movie, and you want to you want to hit the movie when you're watching it. Right, okay. If it was silent, it would maybe be quite a good film. Yeah, visually it's good, It looks good, you know? But, like, what they're saying is stupid. Okay. Um, right. Thirty-two. Matt Leon. Damon's in that film, didn't you know? Okay. Yeah. It's very random. Thirty-two. Leon the Professional, nineteen ninety-four, eight point five. Pedophile movie. Pedophile yeah. movie. <laughs> Natalie Portman is twelve in the movie, and in the script there was a scene where she fucks Leon, and they had to cut the scene because Natalie Portman's parents wouldn't allow it. Nevertheless, throughout the film, it is clear that. Uh, the twelve-year-old girl wearing a choker is having a quasi-sexual relationship with a forty-year-old man. It is strange. Luke Besson is a pedophile. Other than that, the film is good, and Gary Oldman is very. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, does it? Is it kind of? I'm not seeing it. Is it like Lolita-ish in that way? No, it's it's not. It's literally it's about a hitman trying to protect a girl. Just randomly, the film also endorses pedophilia. <laughs> yeah. Why, is it, why isn't it a hit? Why isn't it a hitman like protecting a normal-aged girl? Because her, like, I can't remember, but it's like her parents have been killed or something. Oh. As in, the, the point isn't that, like, the actual plot has nothing to do with it. It's just the fact that she's really sexualized in the film. Like, yeah, it's a little bit Like, short shirts, and she's always saying weird things, and Leon's always saying weird things to her. And it's just, like, ins- it's just, like, insinuated that, like, they want to fuck, and they do in the script. Literally, this is a 12-year-old girl. In the script, they have sex, like, not in, like, a bad way. Like, it's seen as good. Okay, this is okay. This is disturbing. Let's just move on. A very strange film. Thirty-three. The Usual Suspects. Nineteen ninety-five. Eight point five. No one just likes rough. this film. No one likes right. this film. No one likes this film. No one likes this film. Substantively, why is it bad? You say you it's not bad. It's just you, think, 
you think it's mediocre as fuck. And then yeah. De- Kevin Spacey, this is whole, oh, the whole greatest trick the devil never pulled thing. And then it ends. And you're like, oh, God, that's so clever. It's that's not clever. The whole film hinges on a twist. Literally, the just... only reason why it's famous is the twist. Yeah. Fair it's enough. just, there's, there's nothing there. It's just shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so then next one is 34 Harakari. You mentioned this earlier. 8. This 5. is such a good film. This is such a good film. So is this, <laughs> is this, is this too low? Um, well, it's kind of surprising that it's here because it's quite an underseen film, but it's really fucking good. <laughs> it's one of the highest films on Metabot. It's like in the yeah. top four. It's like, it's, it's really, like number really two. Good. I think it's number two. Yeah. I think it's number two. It's really, really good. It was number good. one for ages. Yeah. And it's one of those films I'd be surprised if someone saw it and they didn't give it five stars. Like, it's really fucking good. James, anything to add or just agree with Jay on that? I've seen it. I, haven't actually, I actually haven't seen it. It's like been number one on my list for like three years. <laughs> Watch it today. No, I have no internet. Oh, well, oh. I have, obviously I'm talking to you, but I have no internet in my new house where I'm going to go after we finish this call. Fair enough. Um, right. Um, 35, Lion King, 1994, 8.5. So. <laughs> Disney. It's just such a meme. The Why movie's is it so fine. High? Like, the movie's fine, yeah. Uh, I, I thought the music was The opening scene's really good. You know, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, why is it so high? Just the Lion King. He's just the king of the lions. Okay, 36, Back to the Future. Rubbish. I like this film. I I really like this film. I like this film, but I don't know why it's this high, is what I'll say. Like it's good again, it's good. It's, I think it's, it's okay. Enjoyable kind of family film, I guess you know. But yeah, um, I don't know why it's this high again. But yeah, okay, thirty-seven. A film you mentioned earlier, The Pianist. Good Holocaust film. Enjoyable. I watched it on Netflix. Um, Enjoyable. Yeah, I, I love, I love <laughs> Holocaust films. <laughs> it's it a really good. good. It's, it's a good watch. You know. It's a lot it's better good. than uh, Schindler's List. Yeah, yeah. it's more personal. It's less commercial. It, it's really good. James, yeah. anything? I mean, James, you, I assume you preferred the Schindler's List as well. You preferred the yeah, Schindler's List? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. The only thing that annoys me is that on Letterboxd, everyone gives it one star, and the review what? is always like, if oh, this movie's a masterpiece, if only it wasn't directed by a rapist. Um, okay. yeah. <laughs> Should be a yeah. Right, okay. Um, well, we can get to the art versus... You can get to the art versus that artist. Could another day. That could be another day. Yeah. Um, Right, number thirty-eight. Wow! Oh wow, <laughs> thirty-eight. It's yeah. two Judgment Day. What? Wow. That okay. movie's great. What are you doing? You're gonna you're gonna shit on T two Judgment Day. Great film. What are you talking is about? This, is this Michael Bay? No, what? it's James Cameron. Oh, <laughs> Michael right. Bay. Michael Have you not seen Terminator Two? His entire fucking life. Right. Um, have you never seen Terminator Two? I have. So like I did, I didn't know who. I, it's oh, really good. Sorry. Hang on. Hang on, hang on. Also, I, I thought in my mind that it was Transformers 2. What the hell? <laughs> no, that's rubbish. Yeah, Terminator 2. Okay, let's just do that bit again. So, yeah, okay, next one is 38, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. This is honestly one of the best kind of action, like pure popular action films that I've seen in a long time. Like, I really like... No, because I thought it was a different film. Okay, and then I really I really liked um, this film. I, I liked it way more than the, ter- than the first one or the third one. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I actually genuinely really like this film. Jay? Yeah, I really like this. It's, it's a very yeah, good it's film. Great. Yeah, it's great. It's great. That's why I asked if it was Michael Bay, because I thought it was a Transformers yeah. for a second. I misread it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no. I mean, I, honestly, um, I actually think this is easily the best of the Terminators. And yeah, I think over, it stands on its own two feet. is a good film. Yeah, I, like the, yeah. I like the kind of way the time travel and stuff done as well. Um, yeah, um, 39, American History X, 1998. 
overrated. This is such a Reddit tier film. Like, honestly, This Is England does the exact same thing and just does it a lot. Yes. Better. For sure. It's just so much better. The only reason people like this film is because Edward Norton happens to be really good in it. This is kind of before yeah. he became an insufferable asshole. Um, the people love like, the ending as well. They're like, man, yeah. the ending's so hard hitting. Yeah. Um, Nazis are bad, who knew? So, I mean, yeah. you, again, obviously, then you, this is way overrated for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, then number 40 is Modern Times, 1936. Chaplin. I haven't seen it. Sorry, it's okay. I'm not, I'm it's not a Chaplin funny. fan. It's quite funny, I guess. I've not seen it's it myself. Sure. So. so, is it too high again for you, Jay? I wouldn't put it here. Let's put it that way. No, fair enough. Um, 41, Psycho, 1960, 8.5. The Hitchcock yeah, film that Jay, the Hitchcock film that Jay doesn't mind. I, I, I like this one. this one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually hate Hitchcock, and Psycho is a really good film. Yeah, this is his best film. I, I like this one. Uh, obviously, iconic music, iconic scene. Um, yeah. yeah. I haven't got much objection to it being this high, but I mean, maybe I would put it there, that. but like, I'm not going to complain. Okay, yeah. It's, fair one of, it's one of the, the staircase scene, is one of those jump scares that like really got me like really, really yeah. hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it actually made me like shit myself. No, no. Like, I, I think scared. it's a genuinely good film. Like, I know. Yeah, I probably like Hitchcock more than Jay does or more than you do, but but I, I, I like this film. Um, 42, Jay, here you go. Gladiator, 2008, 42. This film is absolutely shit. It's so boring. <laughs> it's so uninteresting. Honestly, I watched this, so I actually remember this. I watched this the day after I watched Andre Rublev, which is like the most boring <laughs> fucking film I've ever seen. And this, I watched through, and I was like, oh my god, this is actually just as boring. Like, honestly, people are like, oh, it's such a cool action film. It's it won, dull it as win, shit. Did it win Best, Best Picture? Picture? How? Who, who was it against? Who was it against? Because it's inoffensive. It's inoffensive and it's a really strong. I didn't even know who it was against. Uh, I don't know. So it won Best Picture. I mean, I, I personally thought it was like quite boring, but maybe I, I don't know. Is that. You didn't yeah, misunderstand it. It's All really right. not <laughs> Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything to add. I, I think it's way, way, way too high. 43, City Lights, Chaplin, 1931, 8.5. I've seen it. I couldn't really tell you what happens in it. <laughs> I know, the, really I know the I know the music. Yeah, I mean I know yeah. the, the music and so I obviously I don't really uh, I haven't seen it myself, so I don't want to comment. Um 44, The Departed. Here we go, Jay. 2006, 8.5. Actually, let like, James go first. James. We already talked about the Departed. Yeah. The Departed is yeah. a fine movie. We all agree that Infernal Affairs is a better movie. And we all agree that the rat scene is like the worst scene <laughs> in the history of cinema. Yeah. Um, but it's I mean it's it's fine. I guess the reason why it's rated so highly is because people haven't seen Infernal Affairs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jay, do you want to comment on your nemesis, Martin Scorsese? No, I agree with everything James just said. Yeah, okay, so it's obviously then too high. Um, yeah, way too high. 45, The Intouchables, 2011. Uh, I hate this movie. So, uh, you know what? This is that film where you'll get, like, some stupid person go, oh, my God, I watched this really good French film. I actually love French cinema, and they'll recommend this. <laughs> it's absolutely dog shit. I mean, I think it's... It's like the kind of Latin level French film. No, no, no this is lower, one. lower, lower. <laughs> this is that kind of film. The only people I can imagine liking it are like racist old white people who watch it to yeah. talk good about themselves. It's just it's a, shit. Yeah. It's another film that critics just did not like and yeah. just lap up. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so obviously then I guess it's too high for you guys. I've not seen it, so I don't want to comment again. Um, 46 is Whiplash, Damien Chazelle, isn't it? 2014, 8.5. I mean, I, I think it's a good, Reddit, good, Reddit, 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 good Reddit. film. Good film. It's I too high. It's, it's too high. No, it's good, but it's too high, I think. 
I mean, I, I another film know. whereby the fan base got so crazily like up in arms about it that it's just a yeah. film that I have to hate on all the time because I know <laughs> multiple people who think it's the best film of all time. Multiple people, serious people, not pretend people, real people think it's the best film of all time, and it's like it's not the best film of all time just because he plays drums. That doesn't make it's it not even close to the best film of 2014. No, I just like to exactly. say 2014 was a great year. Good year. Thank you, 2014. Oh, oh. Can I just say that Interstellar so far is 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 higher than like a lot of excellent films we've not even mentioned yeah. yet. Whether it's Apocalypse Now, whether it's anything by David Lynch, whether I mean let's just not yeah. even go. Okay, let's just top fifty has not been good. <laughs> um, okay, so we got so Whiplash. Uh, I think it's good, but it's too high. James yeah. is hating it because of the cult, which I guess you can understand if people unironically think it's best one ever, which it obviously isn't. It's fine. Um, it's fine. It's good. It's good. Yeah, film. I mean it's it's good. I mean it's like, it's like it's like I guess it's very similar to Inception in that regard. Like it's good, good, but it's too high. Yeah. Um, 47, The Prestige, 2006, 7.5. This is probably the best film. film. Yeah. Wait, yeah, this, this is, is better than best. you think this is better than Memento? Yes, yeah, definitely. Memento was kind of Memento. Rubbish. I don't like. I think this I, is yeah. the the only film of his where he wasn't trying to be too smart. Okay, yeah. Twist is a bit cringe, but the yeah. intrigue is the intrigue is good. Do you think it's too high? Yeah, for yeah. sure. But it's it's, it's a good film. It's good though. Okay, but I mean, okay, yeah, fair enough. So, um, too high, but not 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 bad film. I guess it's just it's good. I've not seen it, um, but yeah. Uh, Forty eight, Grave of the Fireflies, nineteen eighty eight, eight point five. Yeah, another good film, another yeah. good uh, film, and you know this is yeah, yeah, Jay. This is like a relentlessly depressing film. <laughs> it's just so sad. Yeah, it's just a very sad. It's a very good film. It's probably my favorite studio studio Ghibli film. Um, so you put it higher than than the other one. What's it called? Throw it away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, throw it away. James, yeah, would you think it's definitely an easier watch, and it's a more attractive film to look at as well. The animation's much nicer. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the the you know the colors are much brighter, should I say? But Grave of the Fireflies is a much more sort of I don't know meaningful or reflective film, um, even if it is like just not something that you want to watch because it's really sad. <laughs> okay, so no, but um, yeah, I mean, um, so would you say it's too high? I mean, no, I mean, there haven't been that many anime films, so I always, I'm feeling the need, the Lion King doesn't count, I feel the need to, like, stand up for them. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't put it in my top 50, for sure, but I wouldn't put any of these films in my top 50. 49, Once Upon a Time in the West, 1968. You know what, the first 45 minutes to an hour of this is probably better than, I would actually go so far to say it's better than anything in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. But then after that, it becomes kind of an un- kind of uninteresting, and like it just kind of stagnates after that point. It's one of those ones that starts really good, and then it's just like whatever after that. Um, James, I haven't seen it. Okay, you know but... no, probably never. Probably never will. James, um, Ash, yeah, Ash. Just, yeah, go on, go on. So you know Shirley? Yes. So that rips this off to fucking high heaven. Right. Okay. I'm sure Sergio was ripping off people. Serge- yeah, Sergio Leone got ripped off, which is quite funny. No, no, but Sergio, didn't you tell me that Sergio Leone ripped off Kurosawa? Yeah. So Everyone then, ripped off Kurosawa. So Kurosawa yes. got ripped off by Leone, he got ripped off by R.D. Berman. Um, and yeah. George Lucas. Yeah, and then George Lucas. Um, fair enough. I mean, I guess it's a, com- I guess it's a compliment, right? <laughs> Not necessarily. It's more, uh, you made money, so I can make more money. Nothing to do with artistic integrity. Okay. You, Sergio literally didn't give a shit about artistic integrity. Um, 50, Casablanca, 
1942. I mean, I think it's a good film, but and I think, Jay, you told me it was boring. No, I don't think it's boring. It's, it's not really my favourite era of films in general. Like, you know, the 40s in the US is a bit, it's a bit dry. It's fine. James you know, 40s in the US is a great era. I actually haven't even seen Casablanca. It's been one of the number well, like in the top five like films I've to see for years now. And every time I'm like, man, I should watch Casablanca, I'm like, no. <laughs> but it's it's up there. I I love you know, I really like noir films, so I don't know why I haven't watched it, but um I will at some point. It's just one of those films I haven't got around to. I mean I've watched it. I, I really enjoy it. I mean I like this era more than Jay does, but but I, I think it's a good film. I think it's Yeah, I think place. it's a good era. I really like the era. Yeah, I hate I, this era. I think it's not out of place. I mean Jay, you prefer the kind of new wave stuff, don't you? Yeah, I prefer, yeah, I prefer like, that as well, but I'm happy yeah. to watch I'm happy to watch some, you know, noir stuff. Fair enough. Okay, so that was the top fifty. Let's go through then and, and to briefly just say so which films we think are roughly in the right place. So the Godfather the <laughs> Godfather and Godfather Part Two. Um yeah, but, but come on. There's a difference between saying we're okay with the Godfather Part One and the Godfather Part Two being there, and and saying that we would personally say that the Godfather Part One and the Godfather Part Two are like they're not the best films of all time. Yeah, not... fair enough. No, but but it's, it's a low bar because the list is so bad. Um, okay, yeah. 12, Twelve Angry Men we said is probably still too high, although it's it's a good film. Um, yes. Good and Bad, The Ugly you said we were fine with as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Goodfellas we said we were fine with. Um, yeah. Seven Samurai. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's been very influential. So I I'm guess. not going to complain. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to complain. Jay and I, Jay and I were okay with City of God, but James wasn't, so that was a disagreement. <laughs> um, then we said Spirited Away. You guys were fine with. I'm, I couldn't comment. Um, Parasite. Par- I'm fine with. Parasite. Parasite. Jay was fine with, but James wasn't. So that's a disagreement for them. Top fifty films of all time, Jay. Top fifty yeah, films of all James. time. Fuck off, James. Parasite. Hang on, James. Jay thinks that this is the best film, one of the best films of the decade, mate. So I think. Yeah, he's literally not. You just—it's recency bias. Okay. It's so good. Okay, then we've got another film that you guys said were fine. Was fine was Harakari at thirty-four. You said that was that was okay. Thirty-seven. You had the pianist. You guys said that was that was okay. Um, okay. <laughs> Didn't you or not? I said it's good. I wouldn't get it. Not. Yeah, good. Oh, sorry. We missed out at twenty-three. We had Silence of the Lambs, which you guys obviously said was yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Uh, uh, then we had Tony to Judgment Day. Um, is that still too high? But it's it's good, I think. Um, yeah. American History X thirty-nine. You said definitely what? was way too high. Oh yeah, that should not be there. Yeah. Um, and then we said out of that, that was pretty much all that was. And that was left that was actually in an okay spot so you said the prestige was definitely too high as well and that was 47 yeah definitely so mm. out of all the films there that that actually let me just count them then so films that were you know reasonably in the in the correct position out of 50 was one uh two three i'll cut this out four five six Seven, eight, ten. So you said nine. You said about eight to ten films of that were roughly in the right place, um, which I guess isn't great for the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's. I would always, I would recommend other lists if you wanna get into. Yeah. Oh, no. The um, science this... list is fine. Yeah. I would say okay. The science list. Go for that. Okay. No, well, uh, maybe we'll do a future podcast on that list. I think the letterbox list is alright. It's a better combo of kind of highbrow more like accessible interesting stuff yeah the ladder box list is definitely fine it's so much it's, better than this it's much better than this the ladder box list is like the intellectual imdb list yeah the science sound list is like the real list though that's like the, the real science list. sound list is like 
I let's put it this way, I wouldn't tell someone who just wants to turn his stuff into more films to go it's on the sound and work through it. Um okay, so after that we've got about twenty percent hit rate, which is not great, but it's actually better that's than just I was the top fifty. Yeah, and that, that was better than I was expecting. But you're actually. saying that that's quite a generous right. That's yeah, that's also generous. That's, I mean, you're, generous you're going off films that we've just basically said yeah, are was, good films that good. deserve recognition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if, if really, the hit rate is zero percent. The hit rate, the hit if, rate. If, if I had to go, it's, it's like two. It's like it's probably it's probably um one or two percent because we've got the Godfathers and Little House that we actually think is yes. top fifty. Um, but in terms of films that you guys said deserve reasonable recognition, we've got a twenty percent hit rate. But as I said, yeah. that's a very very low bar. Um, Harakiri, I think should be in a top 50 list. It's, it's a very fucking good film. Okay. Yeah, okay. I haven't seen it, but I know that that's probably going to be my opinion. It's um, a very good film. No, fair enough. Thank you guys for that kind of breakneck tour of a list that you guys hated. I'm sure in the future we'll actually manage to do a list that you guys like more, whether it's the Letterbox list or the Sight and Sounds list. Thank you to you as well for making it to the end of what I assume was quite an excruciating hour of your life. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hope that um, I hope that you uh, tune in next time as well. Thank you to Jay and James for their time and their um, detailed and insightful analysis, especially, you know, <laughs> their opinions. Um, and yeah, see you next time on the film series from the Symposium. Cheers. Bye. The Symposium with Ash Orlack.